How's it going? Welcome to uh, KKLA. This is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers and thinkers to believe. And uh, man, I, I, I'm uh, I'm conflicted this evening. I'm tired. I gotta say, I'm tired. I'm in studio with Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, everybody. I'm doing doing all right. Doing all right. I I'd normally say great, but it's really not. Not great. It's not a it's not a great kind of night. I'm uh I'm yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm kinda of tracking with you. I'm glad that we get to be in studio together though. I am too. We still have the plexiglass in case you're wondering. Yeah, so social distancing is happening, except for the car right here. <laughs> oh, wait, I should tell you they gotta knock the door down. <laughs> um no, but uh you know, this is this is an uh, this is a call in radio program. We do it live every Friday night, Saturday morning, depending on how you look at it. I guess it's technically Saturday morning. Uh, from midnight to 1 a.m. And we would love to hear from you, L.A., this evening. Um, I want to let you guys know that we're here for you, uh, that that we love you very, very much, and um, we are struggling through so many things. And for a radio program that oftentimes asks and answers a lot of questions, uh, man, I just don't feel like tonight I have a ton of answers I think I have some ideas, some general ideas, but not a ton of answers. And I want to encourage you. I'd love to, to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can call us live at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-KKLA. And I'd love to take your calls and, and answer any questions. Or if you just need uh, to voice yourself, I'd love to hear from you, hear your story. And, um, and yeah, and in the meantime, I think we're going to, we're just going to struggle with you on air live and talk about, well, the, the current state of circumstances. I mean, we find ourselves right now in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, when I say pandemic, I mean, that basically means worldwide struggle, you know, I mean, it's, and that's what it is. This is a worldwide thing. And every, every citizen of every country is, is struggling right now with this pandemic due to Corona-19. And um, and uh, social distancing and having everything closed. And I've got so many friends that have lost their jobs uh, because of this. And now now it seems like so many people are struggling. And then, of course, uh, which is on the forefront of my mind, is uh, just the stuff that's going on in cities with with riots and racial tensions and and the death of uh, I think he was what 49 or 45 something like that year old. Uh, George Floyd that sparked uh, outrage when that video went viral and um, and man I'm wrestling just like you guys and you know but I gotta say something Eric like I'm not surprised you know the the longer I be I'm a Christian the more uh, in tune I become with God the the deeper I become rooted in my faith I have to say that I'm not surprised by the depravity of man you know, the sinfulness of man and, and what um, what people will do. Now, I say I'm not surprised by that, but that doesn't mean I'm not affected by that. Not sh- yeah, you can still be shocked, but not Yeah, not absolutely, and heartbroken. And heartbroken. And, and, um, and I want to reiterate that at the beginning because uh, I think that uh, the, where I want to start is kind of where we, I think, need to end is the fact that I just, I just if you're listening, I love you. And I really mean that. And I don't have to know you to love you uh, because uh, because I'm a Christian. And what I believe is that, that every single human being is made in the image of God, every single one of us. And it's from that image that we derive value and worth. And, um, and, and outside of that, our differences 
um, I think on this paradigm that we're made in the image of God, we can, we can handle our differences when we start looking at each other as image bearers. And more than that is we are called to love. You know, uh, we, Jesus says that they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. I think that's John 13, um, somewhere in there. Then right after he gives the new commandment, you know, to love each other as I have loved you is what Jesus says. And, uh, and that's, I mean, the, and then if you don't, you don't want to stop there because that's the each other's, right? So we're called to love other Christians. Well, what about our neighbor? That's the whole, uh, the parable of the good Samaritan, the whole point of that. Who's my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Well, well, you, uh, LA, you are my neighbors. And, um, while we might, uh, we might find ourselves this evening with a great many differences, a great many, uh, people represented in the listening audience, uh, sociopolitical, uh, diversity is represented here. Um, it, I think the love of Christ is what binds humanity together. And I think the image of God is, is really where we can start and finish trying to find, uh, I guess, like, a, I want to say a solution to the issues that we're seeing. Um, but I'm just not sure that we have one, you know, um, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear from you guys again, 888-995-5552. And I'd just love to hear your ideas on how do we work through this, knowing that we are all brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. If we claim the name of Christ, we're brothers and sisters. That's clear, right? We've been adopted into the kingdom of God. We're co-heirs of heaven with Jesus, um, where we will ultimately live in, in paradise forever and ever and ever with each other. But until then... Um, we have trials and tribulations, and the the verse that comes to my mind, I have told you these things so that um, in me you may have peace. In the world, you'll have what? You'll have trouble, but take heart. What's Jesus say? I've overcome the world. I have overcome the world. And so if you're listening and and you find yourself uh, struggling, um, if you find yourself angry, frustrated, sad, um, I, I share these emotions with you, um, but I find my hope, I derive my hope, I find it so very clearly in the gospel of Jesus, knowing he has already overcome this world. And, and my hope, uh, yeah, yes, you might, be, uh, you might be wrecked right now. We're all jars of clay. This is the way I like to think of it. We're all jars of clay with cracks and fissures, but in us are invaluable jewels of glory. And it's through those cracks and fissures when we love each other, uh, we shine out into the culture around us, um, those rubies, those jewels, and ultimately the light of Christ, and are able to offer the people who are struggling most um, some hope. So if, uh, if you're listening this evening, I just want to let you guys know again that, that we at Apologetics.com Radio, um, we at KKLA, uh, we love you, and we want to wrestle with, uh, with you through all of this. I want to try to come alongside those that I don't understand maybe your perspective. I want to come alongside those who I do understand and I want to, um, I want to see a better world. You know, I was talking earlier today, Eric, with a, with a really good friend of mine. He's a, a local pastor, um, at a really large church and he, he made this video. Uh, he's a black man and he made this video on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know where I saw, I forget where I saw it. And he was so clear in the way that he was communicating himself. And I, I really loved it because he has the respect of, uh, uh, of an awful lot of people. And he was just calling it out. And he just says, I want to let you guys know that racism exists. 
And then he went on to relay uh, certain examples in his life. Now he grew up where we uh, where we currently live. You know, we live in a, we live in Thousand Oaks, California, Newbury Park area. You know, Westlake area. Uh, it's fairly uh, affluent area for the most part, yep. not without issues, of course. And um, and it was interesting talking to him, and we both uh, agreed with this that there are people that we talk to sometimes that say racism just doesn't exist anymore. And I love the fact that you had. Um, my really good friend, this pastor, a respected pastor in the community, kind of calling it out and just giving some very practical examples. And we just got to talk and share. And, um, and this is where we landed. And I'm kind of processing this stuff out loud with you guys uh, here on apologetics.com radio. Um, I'm, we all have stories, you know, and the way that we, when we were talking on the phone, we related to our stories like scars. You know, I have a, I have a, probably, I don't know, a, five inch scar on my leg. And I know exactly where it came from when I was 10 years old, riding my bicycle through a pile of wet leaves. I spun my tires too fast and I was riding one of those, I don't know if you guys know the bikes that had the, the pedals with the spikes on them. Well, the bike fell, I fell off the bike, the bike fell on top of me and those pedals just dug right into my leg and it hurt so bad. And I, I remember that so much. And that scar right there is, is a part of me. It's a, it's a story that I remember. And, and then when we start talking about stories, I, I don't know if you guys remember in Jaws, if you guys have ever seen Jaws, uh, they're below deck and they're sharing war stories with sharks, right? They, they're they like, oh, yeah, let me show you this. Let me show you this scar. This is where I got bit by this shark. This is, And then he, then the, the, the captain of the ship re, relays the story about being on a, a famous uh, World War II ship that got shot, um, I think, by torpedoes. And they spent a couple nights in the water where like 75 or more percent of the men were eaten by sharks. And and the scar that he showed, right, wherever it was, was a symbol of, I survived this. You know, this is what I survived. Or actually, I think he had a tattoo on his arm or something, so maybe it wasn't a scar. But, um, but it's by our scars that sometimes we measure things because they relay stories. And when I see what's going on around us, and this is, I'm just processing out loud here, guys, which is can be a dangerous thing, but I'm just trying to be vulnerable and honest. Um, when we see what's going on around us, I think that there's just so many people with scars. And those scars uh, are indicate different stories, like my buddy who made that video, he was relaying stories. Um, so when he sees, uh, well, actually, he didn't even watch the George Floyd video. And I actually, I... It was really interesting. He said, "I know, I know, I know what it was going to do to me, and I didn't want to put my mind there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to let go there because I already know what's in that video. And I, I, it was an interesting thing he said. And um, and he has scars, stuff, and these are the stories of life. And 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 sometimes we just need to share them and hear them. And this, I'm, I'm saying this because I think sometimes for me, um, I just need to hear people's stories." You know, and that's what I want to hear. I want to come alongside people, and maybe this is the pastor in me. People are struggling through these issues, the the race issues that are going on in our country currently right now. And I just want to walk with people and love them. Um, and I want to let them know even more than that. There's a, there's a God who loves them through this all, and it won't always be like this. It hasn't always been like this, by the way. The world was created perfect and right. You know, uh, it was created very good, and there were none of these issues. Uh, I mean, it, it fell fairly quickly, and um, and and uh, and and we're here today. But I do believe that that we, when we work together, um, when we work together at loving each other, and I'm not talking superficial, 
um, yeah, I love that guy, whatever. I'm talking like deep, agape, self-sacrificial love. Um, and part of that is I, I don't know. I might not be able to understand what you're saying. I might not agree with your positions on things, but I know I can hear you out. And I know I can look at you uh, in the eyes and I can say, you have value and you have worth. And your stories that you have, your scars that you carry with you, they might be many. But I know the solution. And the solution, the ultimate, the ultimate healer, the ultimate scar balm is going to be Jesus Christ. And it is him. And, um, and when he comes back, he will make everything right. He'll make it all good again. That's so good, John. So I'm just so good. I just been listening, sitting here listening to you uh, to, to you speak, and it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I really like the way you're processing that. Um, you're talking about loving people in a in a non um, non superficial way. Um, to love somebody, though, what, what I mean, what what do you think that that means? Does that does that mean um, just kind of listening to them and agreeing with them and, and being there with them. Uh, does it mean uh, mourning with them? Does it mean, um, you know, you know, helping them become the best person that they could be? I mean, what, what, what do you, when you say love, what, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that's foundational, right? I think it's all of those things. I don't think it's, ex- I, I don't think it's total agreement. Um, I, I look at the, we, we model Jesus, right. And how he loved, and loving somebody is always uh, also pursuing truth. You know, uh, allowing people to live in a, a false narrative is never loving, I think. Um, but I certainly think um, that there's times and places to have hard conversations with people. And I think right now, um, and I don't know where you guys are, you listening, I don't know where you guys are on the spectrum of what's going on. I obviously don't know. I don't have, uh, um, uh, what's that? Um, uh, omnipotence, um, omnipotence, you know? And, um, but, <clears throat> um, so I don't know where you're at, but I know that like I can listen, you know, we can, we can listen to each other. And I think what happens here, okay, what happens in instances, I'm just going to talk and I hope I don't get myself in too much trouble here. But, um, I think what happens is oftentimes we don't hear each other. There's so much noise going on around us. And, and you and I were talking, Eric, before the show. Like, we don't even, I don't even really know where to turn to to get good news anymore. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and, and so, so basically what I've done is I, I read a few independent blogs. And I, um, I actually lately have been allowing, like, not allowing. My wife will, will, uh, will read a lot of the news and she'll watch some of the news. And then so she serves as kind of my filter. And she'll just, like, she'll bring up the stuff that's, like, super important. And should be on my radar and stuff. And I really appreciate her for doing that because like, I just don't know where to turn for this. Um, but you know, in, in loving people, getting back to the kind of the question in loving people, isn't always, it's always in pursuit of truth, but it's not always agreement, but it is always listening like in, in, in mourning, you know, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily, um, know where everybody's coming from. But I, I can definitely walk alongside everybody uh, in trying to understand their feelings. Um, one of the most difficult things, and, and you guys call if it, and, and press back at this if you want, or Eric, feel free. One of the most difficult things with, with talking about the race issue, one of the most difficult things about talking uh, about you know critical theory stuff, you've been reading on critical theory, you said in the car, yep. Yep. is there, there's a lot of subjectivism. 
And so there's objective truth and subjective right. truth, right? right? So there's the objective truth. Jesus is God. Objective truth. I'm not saying it's true or not. It's either true or false. Right. Right? Right. And, but then you have subjective truth. Uh, my favorite flavor of ice cream is mint chip. Right. Right. Mint chip is the best flavor of ice cream. Well, that's for me, right? So it's subjective. It's up to me. It's up to the subject. Uh, where, where Jesus is God, it's the object. It's a, it's a claim about an object itself. It's either true or false. And a lot of these discussions that we have centered especially on critical theory, on race uh, issues, I think are, are based in people's personal subjective experiences. And sometimes that's hard. Um, to, to When we say we want a solution, it's hard to find a solution because I'm not sure how you can... I'm not even sure there is a solution like we would solve uh, a logical problem, right? You know, we're, it's not a modus tollen argument, you know, where there, you have two premises followed by a conclusion. It's, it, it's people in existence and they have stories and backgrounds and trauma and scars. Yep. And, and it's, I think it's when we start listening to one another, truly hearing each other, not just listening, you know, and, and filtering out all the noise, Get rid of all the just the, the white noise that's around and the distractions and just focus on people because they're made in the image of God um, uh, and, and just listen to them. And that's when my eyes start to get opened. When I hear my friends who, who are lay, relaying stories to me um, about their life and, and about their experiences, and, and I may not agree with them as far as the extent um, – of racism they they might they might project or or my friends who who would maybe even not go as far as me right we don't maybe agree ultimately on the topic at hand but i think it i think we come closer to that that position of understanding and when we're closer to that position of understanding i think we're closer to a a solution kind of in quotes when we start listening to each other sure well people when people share stories they don't they they bring a perspective that you do not have you, you just don't have it. I don't. Absolutely. I don't have it. Um, living where we're at, we don't um, we don't get the same perspective as someone who's living on on Skid Row or living in, in China or China living or, or, or being a woman. Uh, right. Rihanna was talking to me. Like Rihanna was talking to me. me. Me and Rihanna. My wife's name's Rihanna, and she's amazing. And and we were talking the other night, and I never really thought about this. I don't know why I never thought about this, but she was just relaying her experiences and her thought process, and she she said something that kind of took me aback and helped me gain some understanding she says that whenever she's alone in the in a room with a man not me the thought of rape goes through her mind wow even if it's like uh you know a flash in the pan but it goes through her mind i've never had that thought obviously i think for obvious reasons right and 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 it's i think we can relate i'm trying to correlate this to the topic at hand of racism and stuff like I've I have a, I have never had certain experiences, um, and experiences I think are valid, you know. And I think yeah. maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's part of a missing component is we want to. In, oftentimes we invalidate each other's uh, personal experiences as merely um, uh, experiences, merely subjective, and there's no objective facts. And that that we get ourselves in trouble there when we start offering our experiences. Um, as evidence for something, it's it's uh you got to be careful too. Right? I mean, people people tend to embellish their experiences. They they will um, maybe sure. want to portray a, a, a an image of, of uh, victimization, right? And so they want to make sure that 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 comes across. 
Um, and they may they may extend it. They may say he was more rough than he really was, or, or whatever. I'm not I'm not saying that every story is like that, but you need yeah. to be careful about that sort of aspect of it too. Well, I think that that's part of the reason why people sometimes have have issues or um, with accepting personal experiences as evidence. Like, like, you know, like you said, you I'm not like I said to you, you you've been looking at the critical theory stuff, and. Um, the way I ascertain critical theory, it boils down to, uh, you know, relativism, ultimately, mm-hmm. where um, you, you invalidate me based on your personal experiences, or you invalidate the statistics solely on a personal experience. And I, I have issues with that. But at the same time, the personal experiences carry with them, I think, a lot of weight. Um, right, I, right. So you can't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Good. So I was going to say the the with the critical theory stuff. Um, I'm not even really sure why they call it critical theory. I got to figure that out. But um, the 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 you know there's oppressors and oppressed, right? That's there's there's two groups. And, and you in order to interact with someone, you have to label them as either oppressed or oppressor. And you can be both. And you can you can be both according in, to what situation you're in. So you can be an oppressed oppressor. Right. Um, so, but the but the point is is that somebody has to make that determination. When you're in, when I'm talking to you, I need to make a determination based on your the qualities that you present. Sure, skin color, eye color, lack of hair, size, size. Where you're from? Where you're from? Exactly. Um, and I have to make a determination without even knowing you, and then I will put you in a group that I believe is an oppressor or an oppressed person. Um, so, so all that to say is that you it, it there's a lot of subjectivity out there mm-hmm. because because you may not put yourself in that same group. Yeah, that I, that I might put you in. Yeah, and there and therein lies the problem. You're going to talk to. You're going to say <laughs> That's something. So good. You're going to say something, and you're going to mean one thing, and I'm going to hear something else because I'm going to hear it as someone who's trying to oppress me, and you're going to say it maybe out of love. Um, so yeah, sharing, sharing our experiences it's it's so so very important. But but we have to genuinely listen. We have to genuinely want to seek out what the, what is the true experience. And yeah. when you have that kind of relationship with someone, where you can. You can talk freely and openly. Um, I mean, I had an experience. I don't know if we have a ton of time, but uh, I work in tech. Uh, not a lot of females in tech, which is a real shame. Um, but that's a whole other problem. Uh, anyway, I was, uh, I was driving her back from a um, – boy, did that come out wrong? No, you're good. So, okay. um, so we were coming back from a, a, a corporate event, and I was giving her a ride home, and, and we got to talking. And I, I was – I my perspective of, of females in tech is was completely altered because we had a truly uh, heart-to-heart conversation about the the realisms of of being female and in a in a predominantly male um, environment mind-blowing i mean it really changed my perspective of of, of what they and she talked like it was no big deal like this happens every day yeah. Every day, I don't, it just I go to work. I expect the the female jokes. I expect the slap on the butt, whatever, and it just blew me away because I I a I don't experience that, and b I don't do that. Yeah. So I just assume that other people are like that. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. And so I I learned something really valuable, and that really changed my perspective. So that exchanging stories really really important, but you gotta you gotta want to listen to it. Yeah, that's I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It's it, and there's a great example of somebody's story that opens your eyes. Yeah, right. And that has happened with me um, over and over again as I try to dig deep and delve into issues of of race, and um, I try to hear everybody out. I really do. I, I try to hear everybody out, and then I try to find 
Man, I'm always in search of the solution. Like, I, I guess maybe that's like a guy thing, right? I mean, we it's something we need to back off of. Yeah, there's obviously a problem, right? There, there, there's very clearly a problem here, and and the problem this is, and this is, I think, presents another issue um, with what's going on is that the the problem itself isn't the same for every person. <laughs> so, so even the problem is is somewhat subjective. It's up to the person. And so, so it's almost like it, it, we're trying to, to feel, I feel like I'm trying to feel around in the dark here sometimes. And oftentimes I step on people's toes and I probably ask inappropriate questions, but I'm luckily I surround myself with some really good men and women who are willing to wrestle with me. Uh, usually it's with me <laughs> <laughs> wrestle and, and try to get me to a place um, where in the end I'm representing my savior. Well, and hopefully in the process, I'm growing and maturing and looking a little bit more like Jesus when we stop talking. So, um, And we're not done talking. So this is just our first break, uh, our only break. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're listening to Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and think us to believe. I'm John. For Eric, we're going to be back in like 90 seconds. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Everyone has ideas about God. Unfortunately, many people hold false ideas about him, and these ideas have consequences. Some false ideas have led people to worship a God of their own making, while others have led people to reject God altogether. This year, we've devoted an entire conference to answering the most common false ideas about God. Is God anti-gay? Is God good? Do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? These are just a few of the topics we'll be addressing. The only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. We are at war. It's not a war of bombs and bayonets. It's not a war against flesh and blood. In fact, it's not a physical war at all. It's a spiritual war. That's why Paul instructs us to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil's primary scheme is deception. He wants us to believe false ideas about God. And the only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. Simply put, we combat deception with truth. It's unfathomable to imagine sending young men and women off to fight a physical war without proper training. Yet, When it comes to spiritual warfare, we do this all the time. The vast majority of our students are simply not prepared for the spiritual battle that awaits them. At this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences, we're training students to counter the lies of the enemy. Lies like God does not exist, God is anti-gay, Muslims and Christians worship the same God are just a few of the false ideas we'll be addressing. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. 
Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to apologetics.com and click donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting apologetics.com. All right, let's get back to the apologetics.com radio show. Do you remember this song? You don't know this song? It reminds me of Finding Nemo for some reason. Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe it's fine. It's a great song. I'm in love with you. It's a great song. Anyways, I couldn't tell you the title or or who it's by. But that, that that don't judge me because of my lack of knowledge. Judge me because we are on KKLA Live. Uh, this is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. And I hope that we are doing that. We're challenging you to think um, uh, critically, uh, challenging you to think a little bit better, uh, all in pursuit of holiness. And uh, in Christ is our our goal. And um, we're looking forward to heaven. But until then, we know we have a fallen and broken world that we're living in. And it, right now, it's it's very clear. And we have a caller on the line, uh, Eric. How about we take a caller? Sounds great. And it's Elaine from Los Angeles. How are you doing tonight, Elaine? Hey, Elaine. Good. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I am better than I deserve, for certain. <laughs> and, and I'm happy well, to be with I, you. I want to, I wanted to take the uh, what you were speaking about, I don't know your topic, from a little different perspective. Sure. I think that um, everybody is looking for an answer as to why, you know, what do we do, and thus and so. But I do know this. Um, I have dealt with uh, racism from uh, a perspective of that we lived in the South, we lived in Mississippi many years ago, and I saw it when there was a knock on the door early in the morning, and my father would go to the door, and there was a whisper. He said, I'll get dressed, and I'll be right there. But something critical had happened, something, mm. you know, like someone had gotten killed. Oh, my. But I do know this from our experience. Um, I learned from my parents that God is not going to give everybody the answer because we probably couldn't handle it if he gave it to us. However, I think one of the things that we're forgetting is that we should be still, be quiet, mm. fast, and pray, and ask God the questions that we're asking society. Because every man has a worldview, and some have a biblical view, and some really don't have the proper view. So at this time, we need to each search our hearts, because, you know, we're all guilty of something, and ask the Lord to walk with us in this, because we, we can all learn something from this. We don't wait, always have to know, figure it out, mm-hmm. but we have to know how the Lord wants us to go forward in this, because we may be missing something by trying to get everybody's idea and analyze it and say this is the answer and it's far from the answer. Because if you notice, most people are thinking from the mind as, as opposed to saying, you know, I can give you a scripture or... You know, I fast and I pray, and you'll get this from a different perspective, I guarantee. And don't do a one- or two-day fast, you know, if you can, do a week <laughs> or two weeks or a month. Just stay there with the Lord in quietness and let Him talk to you. 
Elaine, and I think everybody be everybody will feel better. We then the Lord will show us how to get along as people because Christ dealt with this in going to the cross, and His friends went to sleep on Him. Mm. So we have to take it from the standpoint of what Christ went back and told them. And he was very angry because they just, you know. Can yeah. you not stay awake for a little while is what he says to him, to yeah. Peter when he comes back. And uh, after praying, Christ himself is praying uh, so fervently that drops of blood are exiting the pores of his skin. Because he Absolutely. knows what's about to, he, he's, he's, he's being dealt the cup of wrath. And uh, and he knows what what's there waiting for him on on with the mm-hmm. rising sun and his disciples are falling asleep on him. Elaine, you always like you call us often, and I'm so appreciative of you and your voice. And I love uh, I love how you bring it always back to scripture and prayer. Uh, I feel like you do that often with us, and and we need to be uh, we need to be reminded. I think of that often. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wonder how and many I... how many of us are are quick to to rush out the door. Um, quick to to write a thing on Facebook, quick to you know respond and react, but how many of us are quick to get on our knees and seek the counsel of God and cry out for His mercy? Yeah, um, because and and I think at this point, those that are Christians of whoever I'm not going to name any particular race, but Christians, because God loves us all. We are all you know created by Him. There you go. Yep. Um, I think that. If we would all take the time to just fast and pray, and and it does, and, and I'm not talking about these called prayer fasting where, you know, the church, you know, if you want to decide, but I think individuals that's really concerned about this issue should fast and pray and just stay there. And, you know, there was a saying when I was a child, uh, people would say, you know, just stay in the closet with the Lord for a while until he speaks to you. And I think, and then pray for the community, pray for the peace, pray for the, you know, the politicians, they're fighting, and and I don't understand, they're fighting each other, and then, that you know, when there is a riot, they're, oh, they're all upset, they've done the yeah. same thing. The people are, people so are doing to, what they're taught, uh, but, it's, it's but not... Still, they ha- but, but the only way, you know, when that scripture that says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's, right. that's not who we're wrestling with. But we, as a people, think that we're fighting each other. We're not. Yep. And that's what Satan wants us to believe. That's why. So we need to fast, stay in a fast, and pray, and the Lord will show you. You're not. You're not wrestling against these people. Yeah, you I know, think there's a lot of wisdom you, in that. Just do what the Lord. If, if everybody just followed what the Lord they do, <laughs> stop running around trying to get you know everybody else's opinion. All oh, this thing would turn out to be. They talk about revival. It would it would turn out to be a real revival because you can't have a revival unless you get your heart right. And that's where the, that's the key. You got to repent. You got to get your heart right because you're going to be revived and you cannot revive with a heart. That's, that's, you know, that, that's not a loving heart. We're not going to be perfect, but we hope to be better. Yeah. I mean, we will be perfect one day in heaven. Right. But until but then, we not s- there yet. no, that's but right. And we, that, that's why we strive, right. Be perfect as, as uh, Every, my father in heaven is yeah. perfect. And it's while it's unattainable, we got to strive for it. If we're going to be like him, we need to act Mm. like him. And that is, I mean, he was God and he had to go to the garden and pray. Now, why are we asking for (laughs) questions? Look, I'm going to be quiet. 
<laughs> Don't you ever be quiet. <laughs> I, I love the words that you're saying, Elaine, and I'm, and I'm so appreciative of you calling tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a great night. It's always, uh, whenever I see her name pop up on the board, I'm always uh, happy uh, because sometimes she challenges us and then sometimes she's, you know, in a good way. And then Elaine also offers words of wisdom. And as, as Elaine was talking and she's, you know, uh, talking about fasting and praying and, and seeking out the Lord in and through all of this, instead of, um, you know, jumping to conclusions or jumping even to solutions, I think it's really important. And one of the things that popped into my mind as she was, as, as, as Elaine was talking there was the idea um, that the world, like when I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at my, my, right now my Facebook, uh, my Facebook thing is open on my laptop here and, and I'm just going through some comments uh, of people and everybody's commenting on the, on the situation uh, involving George Floyd and, and now it's larger than George Floyd, right? Um, and I think it was probably always larger than George Floyd. Anyways, um, the, the people are looking to idols, for solutions, um, ultimately, like what men? If we if we elect, if we just elect, wow. you know, the right the next right person, or if we just uh, pass this law, or if we just uh, get this person to shut up, if we just get you know, if we just change this thing about the world around us, then everything will be better. But what's missing there is is really seeking the counsel of God, which is what which Elaine is did so said. well, yeah. highlighting. You know, um, and being slow to speak. I, 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 um, I'm a, a speaker and outreach coordinator with Stand to Reason, and uh, my mentor and my boss, Greg Kokel, is so good at that, at slowing down and saying, you know what, like, let's like you let let's be still for the moment. Let's uh, let's not be too quick to offer judgments or solutions. Let's just uh, let's just seek the Lord. Let's see what's going to happen, and and I wish I'm, I'm hoping that that when I'm a little older I'll have uh, better discernment. But um, but in the meantime, you know I think uh, I'll take Elaine's advice and I'll start a fast and I'll start praying uh, for for God to, to intervene. You know what's that's, on your mind? That's not that's not the first step. I mean that may be the first step. That's not the only step though. <clears throat> what 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 do I you think, mean? I think uh, fast and praying. You're, it's going to prepare your mind. It's going to open your your mind, and your heart. It'll open open yourself to uh, to God's will, to some in, insight that that the Lord can give you, give to you. But then you have to go out and actually exercise it. Sure, you have to. And I think that brings us back to to sharing stories and 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 really getting to know people because you need people need to be heard and they need to be loved and they need to be cared for. And that's that's how we do it. Um, yeah, I'm just reminded, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the 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 place, but I, I, I can't, I'm horrible with, with biblical addresses, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when Jesus interacted with people, he, he knew their story and he, and he told it back. Oh to my them. gosh. And, and how, how, I mean, how disarming is that to, to, I'm thinking of the woman at the well. That's right. She, he, he knew her story. Yeah, and, he knew her husband's and, and what and she he was. Didn't, and she didn't mm-hmm. try to hide the facts from him. Well, once. she used that as evidence when she went to go tell people about Jesus. Right. This man knew me. Right. Like he knew me. <laughs> right. And and I think we can we can have the same reaction with same interaction, same relationship with with other people if we do if we know their story. Of course, we don't automatically know their story. Yeah. So we have to interact with them to find out. Um, and man, that that fasting and praying is going to help us be sensitive to 
to that. It's going to help me because because like I. I I want to jump to solutions. I want to fix problems. Right? That's what I do for a living. I fix problems. Yeah, yeah, you're a problem solver. Right? And so that's, I want to jump in, man. I, I see, oh, you tell me the story. I, I, I totally see what your problem is. Let's go fix it. But that's not what people need. They need to be loved. They need to be heard. Yeah. And then once you have that relationship, you can speak into their lives. Well, it's also, I think that there's a, a sense of pride in the fact that like, oh, wait, you know what? I'll move in and I'll have the, I'll have the solution. Obviously, yeah. There's, right? a, there's some pride, yeah. Someone wants to be the guy who, who unites... Uh, Israel and Palestine, right? Someone <laughs> wants to be the guy who fixes racial tensions. Yep. The um, I think it's also important, and actually Elaine got into this just briefly, um, where she she brought up Ephesians, right? So so I'm just I'm just popping to this verse real quick. So Ephesians six twelve for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms and we we would do well not to forget that that uh that i i'm called to love my neighbor right and uh as, as better i i should be thinking more highly of my neighbor than i do of myself um and the, in the process of that uh i got to remember that never is it my neighbor who's who's the the enemy i'm i'm in a battle that that's uh, in an unseen realm. That's the reality of, of of our of our Christian existence, right? That's the reality of existence. The true story of reality is, um, is is that the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers and dark the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, so in a sense, you could say uh, nobody really acts on their own; they're following something. Well, and again, I'm going back to Elaine. Elaine, yep. you should just come on the yeah. show with us here. I mean, you should just sit in with us because, yeah, and well, she was saying everybody has a worldview. Yep. Everybody has a worldview, and it's your worldview that informs the most fundamental questions of life, yep. questions of origin, meaning, purpose, destiny, morality, um, value, worth, dignity. And, and then it's interesting because we see people's worldviews on display as they act. So, um, which is really interesting when you start, uh, when people have a, a self-assigned worldview that doesn't align with their actions. Hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it gets, it gets very, very interesting really, really quickly. And one of the things that, that I've been actually wrestling with, and maybe you can help me out with this, Eric, is, sure. um, is I, f- I feel like the impetus, I feel like the impetus on this is on me. Um, and I don't mean like the weight of, of, uh, of racial tensions of all time is on me. I mean that uh, I feel like I can do a little bit because I've I've kind of um, I've kind of uh, uh, put aside my responsibility as a man of God, um, as a churchman, to uh, to to teach how to divide the Word of God rightly, one and two, apply it to our lives, meaning live it out. And I, I mean, I've pastored at a fairly large church. I pastor now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm full-time with Standard Reason, but I, I uh, lay pastor a smaller congregation of about 100 people. And uh, solely church is what we call it. And um, I'm wondering if, if I am effectively, certainly in the larger context, for some reason I'm thinking about it at, at Living Oaks, where I pastored for many years, for five years. You know, did I properly teach people how to divide the the word and then apply it to their lives? Um, because I think as churchmen, me and you, we have that responsibility. We have that responsibility for our families, for our wives. We have that responsibility for each other and our friends. 
Um, and I think that if we were to do this, I think that if we were to do this, I think that we would see uh, differences in the world. You're killing me right now. Why? Um, because I, 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 I'm just realizing that, yeah, I, I read, I read my Bible. I do some devotions. I, I, I try to discern for myself, how do I apply this to my life? But it's always inward focus. It's always yeah. me. I don't sit down with my kids um, in a general sense and say, well, you know, this is what the word of God says and this is what it means in your life. Yeah. Right. Or, or other people or, or anything like that. I might give them some advice that's, that's godly or that that's aligned with what I believe the, the Bible is saying. Um, but I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm not teaching them how to, how to divide it. Like you said, that's, yeah. that's uh, very convicting. Yeah. It, I think it's what we're called to do. You're you know, right. um, I'm trying to look up that verse, uh, the word of, I love computers, man. <laughs> it's uh, so much quicker than my, I, I should know it in, in, in my Bible as well. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's right around Second Timothy. It's not popping up for me, but it's somewhere in Second Timothy. I know that uh, that that uh, that we should be studying and to to it's it's something to the effect uh, that that we study to show ourselves approved unto God. Well, it doesn't. The, the buck doesn't stop here. Is what I'm hearing, right? No, no. I I, I and it, it does for me right now. But um, but what I'm hearing is it passes through me. It I I I take it. I, I apply it to my life and then that should reflect outward to others where it's affecting their lives. And, um, and it's, that's not what's happening on purpose, at least in my life. Um, but we certainly need to study. We certainly need to pray. Um, and we prayer to, is like prayer is central, I think, but relationship is too. So, I mean, I, and I don't want to diminish prayer, but I hear a lot of people say we should pray, 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 but I don't hear a whole lot of people saying, go, go, go. Yeah, I but I think that I agree with you, but I also think that I hear a lot of people saying "go, go, go" yeah, yeah, and yeah. leaving out prayer, prayer. And I think that the prayer needs to come first. Um, well, I think it, prayer is easy to fake. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I, I really. I hope people are not faking praying. I. Only, <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I think that. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole nother show, dude. <laughs> but I think that I think that um, that that we should definitely um, be praying for God's wisdom. In, in this, and I think that we need to be slow to speak. Um, I think that we need to be slow to act uh, right now. Um, certainly, uh, as 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 we man, times just seem that to get there. It's getting more and more complicated with the day. I mean, we still let us not forget that we are still in the middle of a pandemic. That's right. You know, I mean, and it, it's just really interesting. Uh, this hit me today tonight when I was. Uh, I sat down briefly. I was working all day. So then I sat down just like at like 930 is when I finally sat down on my couch tonight, right before I picked you up. And um, I had like two minutes to myself. So I flipped on the television. My wife had had, uh, we don't have cable. We have an Apple TV. And so the, the last app that was open was a news station. And it's like in the news station, you can choose which news station apparently you want to watch. I don't know. They all have like 12 news stations now within news stations. And one of them was dedicated to coronavirus, which was so surprising to me because, you know what? Coronavirus was almost completely out of my mind. Right. You know, I wasn't even thinking about coronavirus today because I didn't go anywhere. I was literally at my house all day long and, and was working in my backyard and working on some stuff, uh, some talks and, and letters and writing and everything. And um and anyways, it, it was just like we we're still in a pandemic, yet uh, things have become even more complicated. Uh, 
I don't know if complicated is the right, the right word, but certainly more difficult um, with uh, with the, the the events of the last almost almost seven days. I think was it last Saturday where George Floyd was something like that. It's killed. been a while. It's been a long time. I mean, I was here with the, well. Anyway, I don't need to bring up other riots, but I've been I've been around California for a long time and. Um, Nothing like this. It's longer than that. Yeah, it's May 25th. Nothing like this that I can think of has ever gone on this long. I mean, usually it it, it happens and then it's quelled and it, or, or whatever, right? But, yeah. And then we have, like you said, the, the pandemic going on. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say something about the news and the and the psychological impact of that. I don't think I want to go there right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think what, what I'll say something, and maybe we'll have you say what you want to say, is I think that we just need to turn the TVs off, man. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, it's, it's, I think we should be reading a lot more than we are. And, and the, 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 I, I, have watched, like I said, I watch very little television. Um, if I'm watching the TV, normally it's, a, it's like, it's because like I've, I, I want to lose myself in something like, I'm just going to say it's stupid. Yep. So I'm watching like a stupid action movie, like an, an Avengers movie or yep. something, you yep. know, and, and they usually watch, you know, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes a day. You know, and and the rest of that is spent. Uh, I got four little kids, um, an amazing wife, and we are busy. Especially now, all the kids are home and and like homeschooling, and which we weren't totally um, foreign. It wasn't foreign to us, but but well, anyway, I'm, I'm on my computer uh, for for work reasons, right? I'm on I'm on, but I've got my personal computer. So I'm working from home now. Yeah, it's it's easy to wait. You know, I'm waiting for something to compile, sure. or something to finish, or whatever. Just pop over there. It's, Look uh, at check um, out Facebook. Take out Facebook, or look at the news, and uh, and then just say, "Oh, that can't be right," and then go look at something else. And then you uh, can always find the contrary thing. Like you, you know, you can always find a, a story that refutes another story. Well, what I was going to say was, you can always find something that that reaffirms your own views too. Well, that's total um, confirmation and, bias. And that, Absolutely, that's a huge, a huge problem. I know it's a problem for for me, and I try really hard not to fall into that trap. But it's it's super easy. Because yeah. because you want you want something to affirm your, but it's a computer. It's not affirming anything. It's not you're not having a absolutely relationship not. No, with this you are with this. you are you're just affirming. doing it yourself. Um, so it's really important to get people in your life to talk, share your stories. I think that's that's kind of the theme for tonight. I think uh, yeah, we just we we need to get out and and have relationships with people. Yeah, different than ourselves. Different than ourselves. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so important to have a broad base. Yeah. So I agree, important. and we should be read. We we should be reading broadly as well. Yeah. Read your scriptures, uh, but then read read broadly. I've this last year, um, well, we're six months into the year, I've been. I do a I do a reading challenge every year, and it's just myself. And this year, I've been really trying to read things that um, not only are diverse, but things that I blatantly disagree with, um, because I'm trying to broaden my my perspective. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm seeking to understand or I'm seeking to like change my position on anything. I'm just seeking to to broaden my under. I guess I am seeking to understand. I'm I'm broadening broadening my horizons as far as um, what as far as issues I just disagree with. You know, I want to know why these people think what they think. How do they get to this? Conclusion? How do they get yeah. to the conclusion? And and then and then you're also able to then press in and have it, uh, ref, you know, press into your own worldview and challenge it. You know, test all things, holding fast to that which is true. How would I explain this to someone who believes this point of view? And how do I bring that back? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and that's one of the, actually that's one of the things that I'm I'm so fortunate for is like 
a lot of my friends and then my, my whole family are non-believers. We are completely different on almost every issue. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun challenge, but yeah, no, I think, I think stories are so, so important. And I think listening to each other and, and, uh, gathering together and you can validate somebody just by listening, hearing them out. And you don't need to even agree. But at the same time, when somebody is just a specific, when somebody is relaying uh, my, my friend, I said, made this video, bringing it back as we kind of wrap up to the beginning. You know, my friend, as he made this video, like, what is there for me not to agree with? He's telling me stories right. from his life. That's right. You know, and it's like, uh, I, I don't necessarily have to agree with him politically, or I don't have to agree with him even uh, on social topics. Like these are his stories, and this is what he's telling me, and these things really happened to him, and I have no reason to doubt them. I know him well. He's not a liar. Um, and the same thing. Uh, there's a Lindsey Brooks. He does one of our ads, uh, the second ad on our um, on on our during our break time. He used to be a co- uh, host here uh, and on Apologetics.com Radio, and he's one of my very good friends now. And I, I actually called him in in the wake of when once I once I learned. Um, uh, that J- George Floyd uh, was killed. And then once I, I saw what was happening, um, I actually, every time I see something in the news that involves uh, a, a, um, a, a death of a, specifically a death of a black male, I usually reach out to Lindsay, just let him know I love him, I'm praying for him, because it affects him differently than it does me. And I've recognized that. And I don't need to agree. I, I, what am I going to, no, this shouldn't affect you. Is that what I'm going to say? Like, this shouldn't affect you. Like, no, of course not. But like, but I have respect for him for many reasons, but it comes back to kind of like what we were saying at the beginning um, is, uh, you know, uh, every human being is, is created in the image and the likeness of God. Yeah. And you got to remember that whenever we're talking to absolutely. anybody, you, you see the, the bum on the street or whatever. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we have to, we have, we have to. to remember that. Yeah. And, and that's what that, and that's what should lead us also to be treating each other, everybody, with dignity and respect. Um, it has absolutely nothing to do with what they believe, what skin color they have, how much hair. I'm bald, so thank God. You know, or if they're young or old or Asian or, or black or white or whatever. Um, or even religion, right? And I'm not saying all religions are true. That's not the point. Right. The point is, is that, that, uh, that, that Christianity is true. Jesus is raised. Because of that, we know that we were created special and unique. We were knit together in our mother's womb. We're called by name. Um, and we have certain things that we're supposed to be doing for Jesus. And it's not about legalism. I'm not placing legalism on. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that Jesus says, this is a new commandment that I give to you. That you love your neighbor as yourself, is what he says. You know, they'll know you and my disciples by how you love one another. And, uh, and I just want to get better at loving people, man. Yeah, me too. So, um, and Hey, guys, that's, like, that's all we got for you. I know it's nothing probably profound, but uh, I do want to reiterate that apologetics.com, we love you. And uh, we want to wrestle through these topics with you. And, um, and I just hope that these, these, uh, these words find you listening and feeling the love of Christ and uh, driving into him, believing the gospel, finding your hope there because nothing can take it from you there. And uh, let's, let's join together in prayer, uh, mainly for Jesus to come back. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, God bless you guys. This is uh, John with KKLA and Apologetics.com Radio. I'm in studio with Eric, and uh, we love you. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good night. See you.
the season.